Welcome to Parent-Driven Development. Uh, today we're talking about conferencing after babies, and today I'm here with my friend Allison. Hi, I'm Allison, and today we are joined by our guests, Sean and Tess Griffin. Hello. 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 Sean and Tess, could you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, sure, yeah. My name is Tess Griffin. I just joined GitHub as a, a site engineer, um, doing mos- mo- mostly stuff for the uh, the marketing team because they were tired of having to borrow engineers. So it's a fairly new team, like solely dedicated for like marketing type sites. And uh, Sean and I are the proud parents of our daughter, uh, Ruby. She's uh, 19 months old now. So I'm Sean Griffin. I'm a developer at Shopify. I'm a committer on Ruby on Rails, and I've spoken at a lot of conferences in the past. Nice. A lot of Um, conferences. (laughs) Yeah, so today we're talking about conferencing after kids. Um, And I think that that, like, involves, right, conferences that you choose to go to uh, without your family, with your family, um, how you choose those conferences, all all of that sort of stuff. I will say that um, Devin and Ruby have been in conference childcare together before. Uh, I think it was RailsConf in Phoenix mm-hmm. was when they were the maybe the first time that they were both together. And I remember Devin coming back at the end of the day and talking about baby Ruby uh, and how he was very excited to play with baby Ruby when he went back to conference child care the next day. So plus one on bringing your children's conferences. If they're there with other conference children, they could be like little Ruby friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, and that was the year, too, that I got the uh, conference onesies made. Oh, yeah. Those were awesome. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got a picture of her in, like, she was, like, two months old then. Like, with her in the little, like, conference onesie. It's 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 very cute. Yeah. <laughs> so um, how do you both decide, like, which conferences, you know, I, I feel like priorities change after you have children and just like how much you sort of do and don't want to travel or, you know, like what that means to like be away for a longer period of, periods of time or more often. So how have you decided in the past, like which conferences to to go to or to speak at? Well, I mean, if you're if you're restricting to conferences that have on-site childcare and are will, able to give you the details early enough that you can evaluate that. Like that's all. That's already an incredibly short list. That is true. Yeah, we had Abby on um, a couple episodes ago talking about sort of like organizing childcare. What are some of the things that? So, do you only attend conferences that have on-site childcare that are able to sort of like give you those details in advance? Typically, occasionally, for smaller regional conferences. You know, realistically, they're not going to be able to do more other than hook you up with a with a babysitting service and pay for that. But ideally, it's it's you know something that's actually at the venue. Yeah, yeah. Since we've had um, Ruby, at least um, we mainly stuck to Ruby Central conferences, specifically uh, RubyConf and RailsConf, just because they're very clear about you know like what child sitting service it is, and um, they're generally good about that so we've only at least you know sean's gone to other other conferences without us but whenever we do go it tends to be like a ruby central conference because they kind of have like laid out like what they have like to offer and so we can evaluate that ahead of time yeah i guess now i think about it rust felt rust this year will be the first conference other than ruby conf or rails conf that that you and ruby have come to isn't it 
Yeah, it is. It's the first non-Ruby Central, like the first like regional conference that we've been to. At least since she together was born. As a family. Yeah, yeah. At least since she was born. Like we 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 went to plenty like before and while I was pregnant, but this is the first since she's been you know here. <laughs> yeah, so, so do you, do you all go to other conferences and leave a parent behind and with, with the baby very frequently? Uh, about twice a year. But we've been trying not not to do that anymore. Okay. So what what would inspire you to go ahead and do that? So when Ruby was born, like 20, 2016, I spoke at, is it 16 conferences, Tess? I don't even remember anymore. I don't remember. Oh, that's I don't, quite a number. So yeah, like, I, I don't remember the number, but it, it was like the first half of the year, like you went and then once I got pregnant, you like dragged me along with you. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, just so going, going, it's not so much like being inspired to go to conferences without Tess and Ruby. It's more of a, it's difficult to go from doing 16 a year to, to two. So like four is my uh, middle ground. So, uh, it was weaning yeah. off of the conference. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hear that. I, I feel the same way. There have been years that I've spoken at more conferences or less conferences, and it's it's hard to decide which. Like, really, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go to a conference now that like doesn't have childcare, it, it needs to sort of like hit a bunch of criteria, right? It has to be like it has to have a conference that like has a really good reputation for s- treating speakers really well. Mm. It has to be a conference that is like. Ideally in like an interesting place sort of that makes it like worthwhile um, to go to. And for me, it also has to have some sort of like career networking, like some sort of impact where it's not just where like the impact on my career isn't just like that I get to speak at a conference. It's like a step beyond that in some way, shape or form. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes a big difference. If I'm going to abandon the family to go on one of these things, then I need to have it hit a couple of those checkboxes before it's worthwhile. Yeah. Well, and even it also comes down to like how many, right? Like I don't like to do multiple conferences in a month. That's like, or like, I I don't like to be away for, you know, more than like once in a month, which like already sort of feels like a lot if I have, you know, a bunch of like a conference every month. I won't do a conference every month where I can't bring a child or now I'm sort of like starting to think about like what it means to bring like both children to a conference, which is a little scary, but yeah, more, more than double the work. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so thinking through that (laughs) a little bit, but that's like, I don't know. Those are some of the things that I sort of think about for me on-site childcare is, is a really big deal more so than if just like childcare is provided. I, I found that because of the nature of conference childcare, right. Where it's temporary, like it's with folks that maybe you've talked to, but like that you don't know really well. And that, you know, like their job is to make sure that your child is safe, but they're not sort of like a long-term caregiver where they're like really invested in your, in your child. I've decided that on-site is like super, super important. Yeah. I mean, one of the other things I've noticed it tends to be different if you're if you're looking at on-site versus if they're just going to, you know, pay for pay for somebody to come to your room or something. If it's on-site, usually the conference handles any liability issues whereas, you know, they're paying or providing a a a certified babysitter, usually you end up signing some sort of waiver or that ends up all on you. Which, oh, interesting. You know, just, about that. I mean, obviously if something bad has happened, 
you're in a terrible situation either way, but it's it's definitely <laughs> something where I prefer to have not signed away all liability if it ever does if anything bad ever does happen. Yeah, it definitely seems like the the official conference sponsored care is is more reassuring. There's multiple caretakers there and you know, it tends to be in a room that's nearby. Well, they legally uh, have to. Right. But if it was just a babysitter, right. Um, then then it's not that case. And so that that makes me a lot happier. And so my my context for it, so my kids are a little bit older and um I actually presented with my daughter, I, I believe the first time Ruby Central offered on-site child care. And I remember we stopped by and she was probably too old for it, but we stopped by just to see because she was kind of bored and didn't want to wander around with me. And it you know, it was a, a nice setup. But you know, being nine years old and we were in the hotel, she was like, can I just go up to the room? I was like, sure. <laughs> but it was it was nice to have that that option. And especially for, for the younger kids, it's super critical. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem like kind of like your your mileage may vary. When it comes to, because um, you know, all these conferences tend to be like in different cities, and it seems like depending on the city, you get a different like kind of quality of the childcare. Like even if it's you know on site versus in room, it does seem like each city has its own kind of, you know, has like really good sitting services and some that are, like aren't so great. Yeah. And yeah. so we we kind of run the gambit in our experience just with Ruby about different quality and just like some of them are a little bit better than others. And <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Especially with, uh, cause one of the other things we, 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 we try to get is just hooked up with a sitting service for the evening so that we can go out, you know, and, and do the after conference things that everybody else is doing. And that one especially has had dramatically varying quality. Well, that's, oh, yeah, I was gonna for ask sure. About, I was going to ask about that because like that's so that's a big thing that a big way that I also um, even if a conference does have have child care, I evaluate whether I'm going to bring a child sort of based on what the what the evenings look like. Right. So like uh, like the first conference that my son attended with me was Strange Loop, which was great because a lot of the evening stuff either happens on premise, like actually at the hotel or, you know, like city museum, which is super kid friendly, uh, you know, or, or things like that. But there are some conferences, like I actually find uh, RubyCon for Rails comes to be a little more challenging because so much of the stuff happens outside of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was wondering if you could both speak to sort of like, uh, like evening child care or yeah, how, how that works and what you've, what you found as like sort of the, the pros and cons there. Well, so, I mean, normally what we'll do is we'll, we'll Ruby central, for example, always even explicitly ask if you want to get hooked up with a, with a sitter in the evenings. And so we'll usually have the conference. They hook us up with some sort of local service that provides sitters. And it's usually the same sitter for the whole conference, but not always. And, you know, it's just a person who then comes to your room and watches your kid for, for a few hours. I don't really know what else we would do if we didn't take up that option, especially just because we're so young. Yeah. One of the new, since I started GitHub, they pay for a service called Urban Sitter. And I'm actually looking like to maybe try that for when we go to the next conference, because it's kind of like care.com and it's like, you can post a job, but this one is a little bit, I think I've, I feel like I trust it a little bit more because it seems like it's more like they tend to have sitters on there that are a little bit, have like stricter background checks and things. So I, uh, yeah, I agree with Sean. Like, like we've always just used the sitting service in the past that has an on-site care that 
they have, you know, had options for nighttime care, but I'm also interested in trying out this new service to see if, you know, if, if that's like the, if that's like another option for us. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I've always been comf- more comfortable with going through the, the conference organizers, just they spend a lot more time evaluating the various services in the, in the city uh, that the conference is going to be. Yeah. In. Yeah, that's true. It seems like they put a lot of time into finding the most like reputable service. So one yeah. of the things that, um, and, and this applies a lot more when, when the kids are older, is looking for kind of like what Allison mentioned, the after-conference hours activities that work really well. And that's something where things like games nights and other things where the kids can come and participate have been fantastic. Uh, I've even gone to some of the local conferences, you know, near where I live, and, you know, we'll we'll go go fetch the kids and bring them along for for that sort of thing e- even if they weren't attending all day long so th- that sort of thing has has really worked out well and i feel like those are starting to pop up more it's yeah. it's a little less just go to a bar and drink as the after hours thing <laughs> yeah i mean at 19 months it it's it's the same either way like she can either be it, she'll either be able to sit there with us or she won't cuz she's not well yeah. that's fair yeah it, although i would much rather bring uh, a toddler along to uh, board games than to uh, a loud bar. <laughs> sure. Oh no, absolutely. I'm even. I'm thinking like um, the Digital Ocean party at RailsConf in, uh, or maybe it was RubyConf. One of those in whatever. Oh, the city aquarium. That was in. Yeah, the aquarium. That we didn't. New Orleans. We didn't, yeah, that. Yeah, that was RubyConf. Yeah. Um, because we didn't bring Ruby to that, but she would have had a blast if we had. Yeah, it's it's interesting to figure out to see like which. Um, yeah, what those sort of parties are and if they if they can be kid friendly. Um, and it's it's amazing how quickly it changes too. I actually feel like there's a and I guess this depends on the child, but I feel like there's a window where it's the most difficult, right? Because uh, when they're younger than like, I don't know, six months, you can sort of just like wear them right. theoretically. And when they're older, like uh, Devin is now three, almost three and a half. And I feel like like that he as long as it's not sort of like in a bar, if it's like in a place like an aquarium or a museum or anything like that, like he could totally like stay up, you know, quote unquote, like past his bedtime and like enjoy, you know, enjoy going somewhere. Really, the biggest deal would be like, do I bring the stroller so that he can like fall asleep on the way home or something? And is there somewhere for me to like stash the stroller? But I feel like he's already at the age where like he could do some of that later stuff. And so I actually feel like maybe that like ye like one and a half to two and a half is sort of like the most difficult age. And granted, this is, you know, based on having a uh, having an oldest child who's three and a half. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But because that's like the age where they're sort of like learning to walk there, it feels like they're like the most dangerous for themselves and also the most like te- like temperament like there's nothing rational about them there's nothing like i don't know it's just like a an interesting age <laughs> yeah well because i mean like ruby right now is at the age where a high chair is no longer enough because she'll actually want to be running around and exploring and be entertained so like when we go out to dinner with uh with with my mom a lot of times it, it ends up we take shifts following her around the restaurant as she runs yeah. around yeah or, or or we end up you know trying just to Sean and I have like our quote unquote like nuclear option is like an Amazon, you know, kids tablets. 
Um, <laughs> that's like the other. I like that. That's you know. your nuclear option. That is definitely not my nuclear option. <laughs> that is like my. Oh, this is getting a little annoying. We're just gonna do this option. <laughs> I mean, we're we're trying to to limit that at least at this age. It comes out on planes, and we bring it with us if we're going to dinner, and we don't want to risk having to leave the dinner because our child is hysterical. Yeah. I'm sure it will come with us to this next conference that we're going to. Yeah. I I feel like that's the the first child. That's the nuclear option. And then as (laughs) as the other ones show up, it's the, here, here, please be quiet. (laughs) Okay. So like we've talked about, you know, going to conferences and like how, you know, how we choose them and some of the trade-offs and, you know, that sort of stuff. Are there things that conferences have provided that has been really awesome or that you wish conferences would provide? At the age that she is, there's not, you know, we, it's like, we kind of have to haul all of the stuff like with us (laughs) um, to every, to everywhere. I do kind of wish there was more like, swag options for kids um oh yeah i know that'd be so cool because like you know like sean was mentioning for ruby's first rails conf you know we were able to get the design we and we like we printed like our own conference onesies but it would be super cool if like one of the bigger conferences had an option of like hey are you bringing a kid like would you also like like a kid's shirt you know or like a kid's onesie or something like that would be kind of cool but yeah one of the things that i've gotten abby to do for me a lot for ruby conf and rails conf is just get a badge made for for ruby as well and that's always been really kind of cute to have I bet they could sell those too. I bet like that they could, that if you were bringing your child to the conference, that it was like included, but that like, if you were just a parent attending the conference and like wanted a, you know, a onesie or like a kid's t-shirt or something for your, for your child, I bet that would be like a big seller as more folks in the community have children. Oh yeah. So as, as somebody who has children and also organizes conferences, when I get them, their badges made and bring them home, those are the coolest things ever. Those are huge wins. Um, and I've also started asking for my shirt size in the smaller size, like as small as I can get, uh, which, again, doesn't work for a 19-month-old, but works great for a 12-year-old. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, because there's also a certain point, right? Who, who needs more conference t-shirts? My kids, apparently. Well, sure. That, that'd be like, yeah, that's... Uh, that's uh... Not me. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I'm remembering uh, back in Phoenix, because I had uh, I made six onesies, because that was the minimum that I could um, get shipped to Canada. And a lot of people were asking for them. I think 20-some-odd people were asking if, they, if I had any extras they could take one to their kid. Yeah. Uh, I wish that there was a list, or, I mean... The easiest thing would be like a Slack channel, but not all conferences like have Slack for the conference of like, I want to say like kid tolerant folks, right? So one thing that I always worry about a little bit when I'm going to a conference and taking a taking a child and not doing any sort of like evening care is like things could go any which direction with my children, right? Like mm-hmm. they could be really great or like it could be a little bit of a mess. And I still want to like meet people and, you know, like have dinner with folks or whatnot. But 
I like need those people to be like understanding that like I might be there and I might need to take my food to go or, you know, like if we go to someplace, like let's pick somewhere that's like more kid friendly to go to. Uh, And fortunately, I feel like most conferences I go to, I know like a small handful of people and they are like totally cool with like there being a kid involved in whatever the plan is. But it also limits like it means that I like meet way less new people. Um, when I go to conferences these days, because uh, I don't want to like impose my child on anyone else. And so it would be great if it was like, a, you know, these are people that are okay eating at like going to like a kid friendly restaurant or even like, I don't know, even like the other parents that are that like have their children like in childcare, right to sort of like coordinate. I don't know, because I feel like maybe there is like, I know the two of you, but I generally don't know like any of the other parents that have their kids in childcare. And I feel like childcare usually ends up being sort of like a younger group of children. And so it'd be great to be like, Hey, would you be okay with like, you know, opting in to have your information shared with like the other parents that are also bringing a child? Cause I feel like then maybe we can, I don't know, like divvy up tasks or coordinate on things or, I don't know. I feel like there's like a number of things that you can do when you know who else is. It's it's essentially uh, the 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 carpool coordination, yeah. but, but for all the the conference yeah. activities. But it's critical. It's so important to you know just quality of life, especially if you have the other parent around. Yeah. So that's that's interesting. I wonder how how you can do that in a a, yeah. a nice way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, without it being a yeah. super pain for an organizer, but like, or even right, like a longer conference, uh, like sort of like a, a babysitting co-op in a way. Like, hey, if you watch my child on like this night for two hours, like I can watch your child on this night for you know like for two hours, sort of thing. I don't know if people would be as into that, but well, but that can still right come pretty easily out of just letting people opt into sharing their information with the other parents. Yeah. I think it's a neat idea. Yeah, I, 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 I'm even thinking of like, um, not just for like, you know, co-op babysitting, but let's say like your kid has like, they feel warm and then maybe like you forgot a thermometer. You could ask if one of the other parents bought a thermometer or if like, I remember our friends, Leia and Yehuda, you know, like we would like, you know, share wipes or like share diapers because our kids are the same age. say diapers. Like I was, yeah. Getting- the conference, I never bring diapers with me. I always just like ship a box of diapers or just, you know, like I usually do like a supermarket delivery, like to the hotel. And then, I, and then at the end, like I just sort of like donate, you know, I try to work with the conference organizers or with the hotel to like donate sort of what's ever left, but it's cheaper and easier if you can coordinate, right? Like if all the kids are like eating, like, you know, veggie pouches, like just to do, you know, mm-hmm. one order or like one order of diapers and like split it and that that sort of stuff is like super convenient if you can coordinate it in some way yeah so what i'm what i'm hearing is if you need diapers go find allison (laughs) (laughs) right yeah (laughs) i was gonna say not anymore but then i remembered that i have a younger child now i have a child so that is again the case (laughs) i guess for us it's there's not been a ton that we've been missing from conferences that we go to because if it's not clear everything's going to be taken care of. Like we just don't go to that conference because mm. it's actually been great. It, it gives a, it, it, it gives you a great excuse to be able to say no to conferences because we don't do international <laughs> anymore. And then it's, it's like my wife and child are going to come. So can I get a ticket for my wife? And 
can you give me details on what your childcare situation is going to be? And that's one of the biggest reasons I'll say no to a conference is when they say, oh, there will be childcare. And that's all they're willing to tell me. And I'm just, I'm not going to commit to going to a conference unless I can get some more details on that. If I can know whether it's going to be on site, if I uh, can check out the service and decide whether I think that's the, uh, a service I'm comfortable with or want to find something on my own. I think that's a that's like a really important point is that it's not just about like checking the child care box that it's like there's a lot like more details than like than just that. There's so much logistics that are involved with like bringing a bringing a child like even if the like conference provides onsite child care and you're comfortable with the provider right? like is there a supermarket or supermarket delivery service nearby? How am I going to get from the airport to the hotel with, you know, with my child? Like I, um, I often travel solo. And so it's like not possible, like physically not possible for me to bring a car seat and a stroller and a suitcase and a diaper bag and a backpack and have my child. Like, it's like, it's just like, actually too much to carry. And so like, really, if I have to spend a bunch of cycles thinking through like, the logistics of like, how I will get from, or like, even from like, the hotel to like, the like, conference party or conference events, like if that's a if that's like a car ride of some sort, as opposed to, to just being able to walk, like that's, that's another piece of the puzzle that it's like, okay, if there are too many cards involved, if you know, all of those sorts of things, thinking through all of that is like really the and I know that we're like, you know, I think that we're focusing more on like younger children, because there is more sort of like equipment and stuff that's that's involved. But those are important pieces to the puzzle for me. Yeah, it seems like as you know, as the children get older, at least from our experience with Ruby, it's like, you know, the littler they are, the more logistics you have to think about, like, or even, you know, like when she was an infant and not just drinking milk, you know, it was like, if you weren't like breastfeeding, we, we, we had to bring like, you know, bottles, we had to bring formula, we had to think of a way like, oh, how am I going to sanitize these bottles? You know, like, how or is there gonna be a fridge in the room? And then all that also with if there's an on site childcare, it's like, one of the things we dealt with that at RailsConf this year was like, oh, the room that the kids are in doesn't have a fridge. So like we had to think, oh, so I had apparently an ice pack for the milk. You know, it's, it's like all of the logistical things can just become a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. And you just, you spend so many like cycles thinking about it. It's just like, it's very yeah. tiring. <laughs> well, one of the ones that's becoming more interesting for us lately is, is the logistics of getting there as well. Both of our companies use a service that they want. If you're if you're booking conference travel that the company is paying for, they want you to book it through this service. But the service doesn't let you book for anybody other than yourself because it's made for business mm-hmm. travelers. But like we're both developers, and if one of us is going to a conference, chances are the other one's gonna want to go to the same conference. And both of our <laughs> don't want to don't want to go on separate planes. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and uh, one of the answers we got at one point was, oh, just book at the same time, and then and then make sure you have your seats next to next to each other. But no, if our flight <laughs> gets canceled, we need to be on the same reservation. Yes. Yeah. Not to mention, once Ruby's three, she's going to have to have her own plane ticket. Or once she's two, rather. Uh, when she's, she's two, yeah. She's going to need to have her own plane ticket. And I'm assuming neither of our companies are going to be willing to pay for that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's just like for us, if we're going to a conference, what it costs to bring our child is a non-negotiable additional cost that we that we end up having to pay for. 
Yeah, I know. It's, it is true, like thinking through all of those pieces. So uh, what about once you get to the city? Um, you know, often you have to get in a, a taxi or take a train or something like that. Um, have you found the challenges in actually doing that and, and bringing your daughter along with you? No more than any any other time. I mean, we have the stroller, and the stroller has a built-in car seat. We always bring the big stroller, not like a not like an umbrella stroller. Yeah, so I'm actually I'm I am the opposite. I always bring the umbrella stroller, and so therefore, like, don't I I honestly like try to avoid bringing the car seat at all costs, um, because it's so big and it's so heavy for like for me to handle. So yeah, I mean, I look for public transportation to figure out how to get there or to see. I I also have. I feel like my line is like, okay, if we can get from like the airport to the hotel in like less than like 15 minutes, then I'm okay. Like sort of taking a taxi and, and holding, which like isn't ideal, but like, you know, is fine. You can't do it in an Uber. You have to take like a taxi taxi in order to be able to do that. But if it's longer than that, I've decided not to go to conferences because, because that's like a, a no go for me. Like if the if the hotel is like forty five minutes away from the airport, and there's no public transportation, there's no like good public transportation to get there. That's been a big deciding factor for me in the past. Hmm. Yeah, I definitely yeah. feel like that's the the public transportation essentially solves that as long as it's you know convenient and decent quality. Yeah, that's just unfortunate too, though, because that's not something that that an organizer necessarily is able to really factor in terribly well, because that tends to be more of a property of the city more than a specific venue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think about like future conference travel with my children, and I sort of like, I guess it will almost become like a non-issue, or I guess the issue like once they are of school age will be more around what time I I choose to spend away from them versus like if I, I bring them to to a conference or not, right? Because they'll probably like, you know, they'll be in school. So it'll be a different set of like Well, that's I mean ideas. I think there's and, a yeah. there's a gap where that's absolutely the case. And then after a certain amount of time they start to get older and depending on what I'm going for and why, um, I've pulled the kids from school and brought them along to different conferences. In general, I think that that's worked out really well. And like, I've, you know, had to go talk to the fourth or fifth grade, I forget what it was, uh, teacher and explain this is what's going on. And they're like, oh, that sounds amazing. Like, have, have them write a report and, and they'll tell the class about it when they get back. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so it's all worked out pretty well. And we've had teachers that have been very supportive or try to do things that are over, over weekends or, or the summertime. So there's a, a few years in the middle where it's kind of, kind of like when after you can't carry them anymore and they're running around crazy before they can sit still for a bit. <laughs> Those are the blackout times too. <laughs> so that's like what, third grade-ish? Yeah, I would say in by the time you're getting into like fifth and sixth, then then they're they're absolutely they're they're people um and can follow social conventions. Um or <laughs> can you know, that can be expected at least then they can participate and listen and do all the other things uh, much better. Because that's one of the things that we've been not necessarily planning for, because it's still too early, but at least talking about it at a high level is is what we are going to do once once she's in school. Because if we don't bring her with us, then it's, well, hopefully my mom is available to watch her that week. Otherwise, one of us can't go to the conference. Well, yeah. and the, the other thing, and uh, 
I wish Mandy was here because I've heard her talk about doing similar things is uh, just community infrastructure that comes up like similar to the carpools um, where we have other parents help out, have done other things where you find classmates and you're like, oh, you're going to go and stay with them for two nights and uh, they'll, they'll help with that. If, if you're lucky enough to be able to have that community to support can be amazingly helpful and make life so much easier. Yeah. I feel like it's so hard to think about like sleepovers when you have like when kids are so like, I don't know, Devin went for the first time. Uh, this should probably be like my genius, but like Devin went for the first time, like two doors down to play with uh, like one of our neighbor's kids. And he was there all by himself. And it was like the first time that he's like had a plate. So I'm like a sleepover. I assume that will happen eventually. But oh, man, <laughs> like. But they're a huge step. <laughs> no, they really can be. And it's it's one of those moments in life that that opens up all these possibilities. And you didn't realize like what, what it could be, uh, especially when you have a weekend and and we line up both kids, both have sleepovers. And then we're like, wait, we have no responsibilities. And, and um, <laughs> we're like, let's let's go to fancy pants dinner. What are we doing? Come on. <laughs> like. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this is um, a portion of the show where we talk about something in the last couple of weeks that went really well or something that did not go so well. Our genius or fail moments. Uh, so I can go first. My little genius moment for this week was backing board. My Both my kids really like board games. And so what I did was I backed a board game on Kickstarter and got the print and play and then have been going through, and we, we created a little uh, a maker fair of, of different projects so that we could put together one of these board games uh, with, with nice little meeples and um, terrain tiles and all this sort of thing. Um, so we had X-Acto knives out, and we're cutting up cardboard and using printable stickers. Um, but I highly recommend, you know, once your kids are in the age of playing board games, uh, finding the print and play versions and setting those up as both one, a craft that keeps them busy for hours while they build it. Um, and then the thing that they can actually play with when they're, when they're done with um, putting it together. Huh. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I'll go next. Um, I guess a genius that I had before I went on my GitHub onboarding was I, I finally got around to installing a new child gate because um, we had been using before it was a, um, a dog gate that we had years ago and um, Ruby just knew how to open it. Like she could just walk up to it and open it instantaneously. Like it wasn't <laughs> even there. And so I found out a new like proper child gate. And now she actually is like contained in a single room. And that's just been like it's a life changing so thing. It's very good. The, the only problem is that it doesn't have a cat door like the dog gate did. So I have to, like, go in and let the cat out occasionally. <laughs> I have one. I actually have a genius this week. My son has he's been asking more questions and more questions that, like, involve sort of, like, thoughtful explanations um, and answers. And so just the other day on our way home from preschool, there was a man you know, on the side of the road that was holding up, holding up a sign, uh, sort of asking for asking for money. And so and Devin asked, you know, who that man was, and why they were standing there. And we 
I feel like we had a really good conversation about being lucky that, you know, we sort of like have a home and food and, you know, that sort of stuff and um, what some people have and what other people don't have and giving charity and supporting others and making sure that we're helping people um, and sort of all of those things. And he was, it was like a really interactive conversation. Like he was, I wasn't just sort of like telling him, like he was like talking about it as well. It felt like a really good conversation about, the topic and about, you know, what we want to do as a family and, and those sorts of things. So answer, usually those questions happen when we're driving home from preschool or to preschool. And so I don't feel like I always answer them the best because I have to like think of an answer while driving and also, you know, like put it at a level that's like a three-year-old level. And, but I feel like that one was a good one. So uh, I don't know if mine is a uh, genius or a fail, but it's just a funny story that uh, happened recently. So Ruby, we've been teaching her all sorts of words. And one of the funniest words for her to say is octopus. She goes octa and then however many random syllables she feels like until she decides to stop. So like octa. And it's the cutest thing ever, and I had sent little video clips of it to some friends of ours. So one of our friends who has a kid, like, the exact same age, (laughs) tried to get her son to to say octopus, and immediately replied with, he just said puss. And then two days later, uh, texted me saying, uh, my son has been running around the house shouting puss since since our last conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. That is like both a genius and a fail, but it's mostly a genius because it's not your kid. Right. <laughs> right. But it's like, it's like a fail for the other parent. <laughs> so, so it's sort of tangentially related to the teaching kids uh, words. I've, and my wife is also an engineer, um, but I've been quite a fan of um, since early age, teaching them engineering jargon as just part of everyday, you know, language. And so when you know you can get the three-year-old to say oh i can do that that's trivial it's one of the best things ever Uh, and and knowing words like orthogonal and some of these other and things are ambiguous or not ambiguous and then when then when they get to grade school like you'll you'll definitely get some nice little props from from different teachers (laughs) that's a good tip yeah Uh, all right well Thank you so much, John and Tess, for coming on to Parent Driven Development and talking to us about conferencing after having children. Uh, and th- thanks so much for listening to the Parent Driven Development Podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have questions that you'd like us to chat about on air, please email us at panel at parentdrivendevelopment.com or find us on Twitter at, at parentdrivendevelopment. And if you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We're uh, patreon.com slash parentdrivendev or rate us on iTunes. Thanks so much, everyone. Uh, If you want to listen to me talk about development every week with my friend Sam Fippen and sometimes various other guest hosts, you should come check us out. Uh, Our show is uh, at yakshave.fm.